0: My personal journey, I feel, was like most, we go to college and we're like, okay, I'm going to get married, and of course, that's just the next step. People didn't talk about singleness being
1: a positive thing, that it was an empowering thing. I wish that I had had adults in my life back then that would have told me, you don't have to be married to have a fulfilling, awesome life. Welcome back, friends, to the Adventuring Solo podcast. It is episode 11, and we're excited to have you back with us today. Um, Angie, I have to tell you about a silly thing I did after our last recording. Love it. You know how we talked about Christmas cards? Yes. Well, I did the dumbest thing. I Not in sending out the Christmas card, but... When I was making my Christmas card, I forgot to um, enter our names in on the program. And so this program had um, other people's names in it. I love it. And I completely like blanked. And missed it. And so they came to me in the package and I opened it up and it says, Merry Christmas from Jeff, Monica, Kenzie, and two other little girls' names. I don't even know. And I was mortified. I felt so dumb. (laughs) I love it. So friends, if you... Are, you know, at all relating to our last episode about struggling with getting the Christmas cards and feeling like, I wish I had a family. Well, you can just think about me because it's not all that dreamy when you forget to put your own name in it. Yes. (laughs) So I um, also went ahead and sent them because I wasn't going to waste my money. And to my husband's um, chagrin. He was very embarrassed by this, and I was just like, you know what? People either, one, probably won't notice, which I did have a friend who told me she didn't notice after I said oh, it that's to her. the best. That's the best. <laughs> I am very curious. If you did get my Christmas card, let me know if you noticed it from the beginning. Yeah. Love it. Some of them I did cross out, like, for my, my two grandmothers who are in the yes. 90s and probably yes. would have been very confused if they had gotten it with other people's names. One of my grandmothers may have forgotten who I am already anyway. Right. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Oh, man. Love it. <laughs> so I would soon be called Monica by my grandmother yeah. if I had sent it yeah. to her like that. So I did cross oh, it out for her. It's so good. But if you got our Christmas card and, um, it was not marked out, you know, I feel full grace from you. Yes. (laughs) Love it. I love it. So, um, Angie, how was your, how was your break? I would love to hear a little Um,
0: bit about your holiday before we start today. Um, yeah, Yvonne, our, um, Break was great. Um, Just like everyone, I'm sure there was a 50-50 two-year break. There were awesome moments and there were some hard moments. So, um, But we we did get to spend a lot of quality time together. My husband, his mom lives in um, Iowa, so we got to go up there for a few days. And then we were in Indiana for a few days with my family. But the best part, I think, for us was the days between Uh, New Year's Eve and like New Year's Day and those three days around there where we just stayed in our PJs all day uh, Mm -hmm. for three days straight and just hung out and did puzzles and painted and all my single ladies who listen, um, you know, that's something that we're continually talking about is like do the things that like give you life, right? And so we often don't do those enough. Um, And so it was really fun to get to play piano and to get to do puzzles and, and play and just be. So yeah, it was fun. That's awesome. Love it.
1: Well, today we are going to have a really fun conversation. We're not going to be interviewing today and we did invite a guest though and her name is Claire Chaney and she is a student at the University of Texas. Welcome. <laughs> and she's joining us today to talk about a issue that came up um, in conversation with one of her sorority friends um, mm-hmm. when I got to speak with my friend Jenna at their sorority retreat. and um, it was in regards to how to manage friendships, when you have, when you're single and you have your friends who are starting to enter into engagement or serious relationships. And how do you, how do you deal with those feelings of feeling left behind? But also on the flip side, for those of you who are not in, who are in relationships now, um, it's just as tricky to know how to navigate friendships with your friends who are still single and you know are desiring to be in a relationship. And sometimes that can feel awkward if you're on that end of the friendship. And so we just wanted to discuss that topic and kind of, um yeah, just flesh
0: that out a little bit. Totally. Yeah. So I'm excited uh, to have Claire here to kind of um, give us some thoughts that um, people have. And Claire, just um, for our audience's reference, um, you are in a relationship right now. Is that correct? Yes. Yes. It just started in August. So Okay. So you've been single before this Mm -hmm. and you've had friends get into relationships and you've had to deal with being a friend, watching someone else be in a place maybe that you desire to be. And then now, You're in that place and maybe you have friends where they desire to be where you are. So what do you feel like is a common thing, Claire, that when you're thinking about like you right now being in a relationship, what do you kind of what are you believing is the hardest thing for some of your friends that aren't in relationships?
2: Well, I think so. I'm my sorority that I'm in at UT is a Christian sorority, and I was in it for about a year. I'm a sophomore, so my okay. entire freshman year I was in it as a single gal. It wasn't until my sophomore year that I was, and I think it was very evident right off the bat that the culture of Christianity at UT and just kind of around the campus is like marriage is top tier. Marriage is the goal. Yeah. Marriage is what we want. And yeah. I hadn't really experienced a lot of my friends talking like throughout high school, talking about getting married um, yeah. that often. But then when I got to college, I remember it being like, boom, everyone's looking for their future husband. They're going to yeah. events, expecting to find him. there, going to church. There's a Christian fraternity at our school and it's very big to like look for guys in the Christian fraternity. Cause obviously yeah. they're just marriage quality just yeah. because they're in that. So I think that one thing that has been interesting about being in a relationship is knowing and seeing the culture of desiring marriage and kind of not wanting to fuel the fire by being in a relationship. Because yeah. I think last year, my freshman year I walked in being like no boys I don't want it. I don't want a relationship. and But then seeing the culture and seeing so many girls that wanted it really, really badly, and then being the one who didn't want it and now has it, I think has yeah. been a very interesting dynamic. Yeah. Um, and I think one thing is that I, as a single person, like in my sorority, it wasn't ever uncomfortable when people talked about their significant others or anything in relationships. And I think that one thing that sometimes people in relationships expect is that other people don't want to hear about it because it makes yeah. them feel content, but yeah. it's such a huge part of a person's life that it feels weird to hide it. So I feel like a lot of my single friends have been like, Hey, like how's your boyfriend? And I've yeah. been surprised by that. I'm like, Oh, you want to yeah. hear about it? Um, but yeah. I'm kind of realizing that people do care even if it's not, yeah. have, mm-hmm. um, which I make sense looking back on how I felt whenever I was single. But I think that when you're in a relationship, you're like,
0: oh, I don't want to talk about it. Like, I don't want to
2: make anyone, yeah. like, feel like this is something that they have to have or that they need.
0: You know? Yeah. So. Yeah, what do you think are the thoughts that, like, you're believing about your friends? Like, do you think your friends, like, like you said, it's easy for you to think, like, they don't want to know about my relationship. But maybe the truth is they do, right? Mm-hmm. So... So what do you think are some of the things that you are believing about single friends when you yourself are dating someone? I think one thing I'm believing for sure is that, like like I said, they don't want to know
2: about it. And, yeah. Um, but I think, like like I mentioned before, friends ask and they care and they care about you and they care about every part of your mm-hmm. life, whether they are relating to that or not. I kind mm-hmm. of, this is kind of an extreme relation, but like with my parents' divorce, you know, yeah. not everyone is in that situation, obviously, but people still want to know about it, even though that's not something yeah. that they're relating to. And I think yeah. that that's one area that I've seen is similar. is just
0: people care, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So. yeah. so let's go to the flip side. Like, you know, when you're the one that's not in a relationship, what do you, what would, what do you think was easy for you to believe about girls or women that were in relationships? I think it was really easy for me to think that
2: um, I was kind of second place, that they were mm-hmm. like, oh, I'm in this relationship. And, like, it was easy for me. I think that they – it's kind of similar. Like, they didn't want to talk about it as well um, yeah. because especially the people that I was with were, like, very involved in my sorority, and they also saw yeah. that culture of, like, there's a desire for marriage, so we don't want to talk about our relationship because mm-hmm. we don't want to make you – discontent so it almost felt like we know that you struggle with that like Mm. so we just don't want to talk about it in order to protect you yeah and I'm thinking like what like you don't think I can like control my own contentment level like you don't think I'm mature enough to be able to handle that I think that that was one thing that I noticed a lot and like kind of infiltrated my heart and then it made me think you know like am I personally like and my, my actions conveying that I am discontent, like what? And that starts mm-hmm. this whole cycle of like, then people will tell you. It's kind of creates, they'll, they'll say like, once I was content in my singleness, like that's when the then, Lord brought a man along.
0: Yes. yes. And I'm
2: like, oh my gosh. And then you find like people are seeking the Lord solely for the purpose of finding a
0: man. And you're like. It's like, what is going on here? You just see this whole, like, dynamic unfold, so. I was going to ask, Yvonne, if, like, you remember when you were single and, like, you had really good friends that did start dating someone, like, do you remember, like, kind of the tension that you had to, you wanted to be really happy for them? But at the same time, you felt like the dynamic of that relationship really changed. What do you remember being hard for you? Like, you know, do you remember, like, was it hard for you to be happy for them? Or was it hard for you to let them have this experience and you not? You know, what do you feel like was the hardest thing? So, yeah, having been single
1: into my 30s, I walked through a lot of friendships where, um, I don't know, where I felt left behind. That's Mm -hmm. how I kind of, I would say it to the Lord. Like, why am I, why am I, I felt forgotten by -hmm. God. And so um, when I think about, friendships that I had when I was in college and then um, in my early 20s and then on into my 30s, like I dealt with it differently over time. Mm -hmm. So um, when I think about in my 20s, I had more hope. Like I didn't feel as, I don't know, behind then because I still I was like, you know, I'll get married in the next few years. I'm sure I'll meet somebody. So It kind of changed um, over time. But when I think about how I felt, I did struggle at times, especially later, um, with jealousy and envy and even struggling with feeling happy. Like I remember specifically um, I I was in a few weddings where I was a bridesmaid and I cried (laughs) in the bathroom yeah. And I despised having to go do catching the bouquet. I hated yeah. it. Yeah. Um, and there were a few times where I just hid and I didn't go out there.
0: Yeah.
1: yeah. Um, because it was just a reminder of that that desire and feeling like there was a big spotlight on me. And and it was a belief that I had yeah. about my singleness and about yeah. my value. Yeah. As a single woman and how other people were viewing me yeah. out there catching that bouquet. Like it yeah. didn't feel like, oh, yeah, there's all the single ladies. Look at these awesome women who are rocking singleness. Instead, it felt like in my head, like what I believed and the thoughts that went through my brain about it were that people were looking at me and us as those are the, the last ones chosen. Those yeah. are the ones that haven't found the guy. Yeah. And they're less than. Yeah. yeah. Um And the older I got, the more I felt like that big sign was on my head. Yeah. Um, Literally. And it was a lie, like for sure that I was believing and, you know, um, I really I really had to wrestle through those beliefs and there was a while too that I even believed I think probably in my college years I I struggled with that lie as well of when I will get content I will get married. Yeah. And um I I wrestled through the performance of that. Like yeah. This idea of that's a, there's a formula, like, yeah, and I haven't figured out how to do that. And so, yeah. um, I need to figure out how to truly make myself content so that I can get what I want, so that I can get God to give me what I want. Yeah. Now, do you hear listeners like, as I say it like that, how manipulating that is? Yeah. Like, we can yeah. manipulate God to give us what yeah. we want if we will mm-hmm. just do the right things, Mm
0: -hmm. is that how God works? Right. Well, and then when we don't receive, we feel really angry at God. Right. I think it also creates this idea that like,
2: even like kind of seeing myself like go into a relationship, then thinking like, okay, if I don't do the right things, then this is going to be taken away. Mm -hmm. You know, because it's like, if I'm doing the right things to then get into a relationship, then I have to do the right things in this relationship in order for it to succeed. Yeah. You know, I think that's, that's good. Yeah. And that puts
0: a ton of pressure, Claire on you to perform, to do, to do the right thing. Like there's a right thing for you to do, Mm -hmm. you know, I think there's just a big, um, I think something that I, when I see people struggling with this, there's a big, question that the person is asking. They're saying, what is wrong with me? Mm -hmm. You know, and they're looking outside externally. Like, you know, they have a question in their mind, like, I'm still single. What's wrong with me? And so they look externally. They either look to their past or they look externally. And if their friends around them are the evidence that they can compare to, to figure out what is wrong with them, then they will say, oh, well, my best friend's all are dating. Well, what are they doing right? I must be doing something wrong as opposed to what if the question wasn't, what is wrong with me? What if it's not my time yet? Like, what if our friends being in relationships absolutely have nothing to do with our story? Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, but it's very, like, it's hard to, to look at it through that lens.
2: Yeah. I think it's totally natural to, especially in like, The world of social media to just look at everyone else's life and say, like, okay, that's where I want to be. So, how can I like scroll through their feed, figure out what they did to get there so I can get there? Yeah. I think that's just. Yeah. We
0: want a formula, right? Claire, you want this perfect formula. And the reason why is because we don't, we want to know exactly how to do it. We're creatures of like, give us the map. And God is like, you know what? The beauty is, I'm not going to give you a map. And why doesn't he do that? <laughs> yeah, so so we can cling to him, right? The yeah. source. But we so badly, you know, I talk a lot about in my blogs and different things in my work of like, we get real how greedy. We're how greedy of, mm. of how to get married. How? How do I do it? And we, like you said, Claire, we like we try to be the best detective, you know, we're like, Hey, let's, I got an idea. Let's figure out how these 15 women did it, you know, via social media, you know, Oh, it looks like they did this. And then now they're, you know, because we think there's a right way. We think there's a way and there's not, I mean, clearly the guests that we have on the show show us like the incredibly different, everybody has a unique path and it's beautiful But they can't see it on the, you know, sometimes on this side of it when they see everyone else around them in a relationship or, you know, they are asking that question, what is wrong with me? And they don't know how to solve that question for themselves. So their brain just looks around them to kind of figure that out. And normally it's what I'm doing wrong. It's not like you're looking around going, what am I doing right? What am I (laughs) doing that works? Yeah. You know, it's, it's what am I doing wrong or what is wrong with me? And so I think that that is what creates, you know, I have so many people say, how do I stop comparing? How do I stop comparing? You know, and I think mm. that essentially, you know, um, Claire, like when you're with your friends, the thoughts that you have about your single friends are different than the thoughts you have about those that are in other relationships. Mm. And, you know, like, it's really interesting when, when we have to check our own, I call them manuals, but we have to check our own expectations. Like what are you expecting from your single friends and what are you expecting from your non-single, like your your friends that are dating and how are those different? What are your beliefs about them? You know, and you might believe that your friends that are dating, like, oh, it's so easy to talk to them because they're in the same place as me. And like they get it and they know me. And they're, exper- you know, they they'll have wisdom to give me. And I want, you know... And with your non-dating friends, you're like, I don't know how to relate. I don't know if I should share. I don't know. And it keeps you, those beliefs keep you from engaging and sharing your life, which is ultimately what you really want to do. Yeah. I've even seen like one of my relationships
2: in particular, Um, a good friend of mine has been in a relationship for like, I think almost two years at this point. And I met her whenever I was single And then now I'm in a relationship and I have even seen our relationship change because she withheld a lot from me whenever I was single. And so our relationship has just become a lot different because now that I'm in a relationship, like she feels she can share more. Mm -hmm. And so I think that if we all have, like if that perception is held widely, that left behind feeling, like you're not going to have the same level of emotional intimacy if people have that perception that they can't share,
1: Mm -hmm. you know? What do you think, what do you think that, I, I don't want to say she, but like your friends who are in relationships, what do you think they're scared of? Why they would hold back from single girls, single friends?
2: I think it comes back to the fear of feeling like they are going to influence my contentment and like my singleness journey. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, I think they're really afraid, Claire, of you having negative emotion because mm-hmm. of the circumstances that they have, right? So they're like, you know, it's really easy to be like, oh, I don't, you know, want her to feel bad or I don't want her to feel like she's behind or I don't want her to feel like she's left out. And so because of that, you try to like withhold that from her, which is the beauty of friendships and relationships is being able to share that negative emotion and hold space that your relationship can handle it.
2: Mm-hmm. Absolutely.
0: Yeah. I, when I think about that,
1: I definitely had negative emotion yeah. um, as a single woman with fe- seeing my friends get married and even being, like I said, in the wedding. Yeah. Would I have wanted my friends to not include me in their wedding when they wanted me in the wedding. Right. But like, say they knew that it would hurt
0: mm-hmm.
1: on the wedding day for me. Yeah. And so yeah. like, what if they hadn't asked me that um, would have yeah. been, that would have stole from me. It was stole from them. So what I had negative emotion, like yeah. that is a part of my story. And that is well, and like, yeah, God's given me and how he has formed me and grown me. And I needed it. Like, yes, it was painful, but like, that, I wouldn't change my single years. Like, right. I needed it. It was the yeah. best for me. It was what God gave me, and it was a gift. And, Definitely. yeah, like, it It sucked at points, but it wasn't my friend's jobs to protect me from it. Yeah. God wasn't trying to protect me from it. Yeah. You know? Like, right. God loves me more than my friends do.
0: More than and my he knew, does. And he knew and he knew that you, that negative emotion is is good for you. Like he know he knows you're going to have it. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think I think that's what we have to start to change the dynamics, ladies, especially single women. Um and I, and the reason I say single women is uh because I think there's this there's a two-way street here, right? It's we've got to start believing that negative emotion in our relationships are not bad. And we've Mm -hmm. got to start believing that our people can handle negative emotion and Uh that sometimes we might be the reason they have negative emotion. That's okay. That is their owning of it, right? Mm -hmm. Like Yvonne and I are friends. And if I have negative thoughts and negative feelings about Yvonne, that's on me, right? But if Avon's if with me and I have negative thoughts and emotions about me because of what Avon is sharing, that's my choice. Mm-hmm. That's me choosing to create a dialogue and a narrative that's coming at me, affecting me, right? And that's where we have to like, we have to understand that, like, you know, so often when single women start dating, they immediately have thoughts of like, what are all of my single friends believing about me now? Because I used to be single. It's like you left the tribe, you left the single tribe and you kind of feel like you're betraying your single women a little Mm -hmm. bit. You know what I mean? And so because of that, you're like, oh no, but I had judgments about girls that dated. So I got to deal with those judgments Mm -hmm. first so that I don't then like step into that, like look at those judgments and be like, it's okay. You know, one of the best conversations I had was with a girl who was like, you know, I, I was so close with my single friends because she had been single for quite a long time. And she knew that all of those relationships were going to change. And one of the best things she said was, I have to believe that me being in this relationship with this man is actually going to make these relationships better. Because wow. what the world says is now those are going to be less. Those are going to be not as valuable and not as important. And they might be different. Like you said, Claire, there might be like like a difference of position, but it doesn't mean that it creates less in the relationship. Like it actually could bring more value to the relationship.
1: I asked Scott last night, my husband, yeah. um, how it was for him because we both were in our 30s when we got married. And so yeah. he said, you know, it's the same. Like, yeah. and he guys struggle with this too. And, um, it just made me think, you know, I think like for, for men, for those of us in, you know, relationships or married or engaged, um, you know, we need to encourage our significant other towards their friends as well um, single or not. Like, I think that something that is easy to do, especially in the beginning of a relationship is to just kind of get sucked into the dating and the, that relationship and kind of just get so focused on the honeymoon phase that you kind of drop off the planet for a while, you know? Yep.
0: Yep. and.
1: Claire's giving a look right now that's so funny um there's no guilt in that like it's it's fun it's true but I think that like there is a health to challenging yourself and your significant other to continue to spend time with their friends um as a couple and individual individually um because you don't want to enter marriage and not have any friends anymore. Right. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? And and I think like even being married, I think that there there's even a bad – gosh, there's a bad habit like I think amongst married people to once again – put ourselves in boxes with relationships and friends. I mean, you see it in small groups at churches. Like, here's the marrieds group. Here's the singles group. Here's the college age group. Like, why can't we all be together at Mm -hmm. times? Like, not that it's bad to be grouped up at times, but like, it's good to be with people in different Mm -hmm. seasons of life Mm -hmm. as well. You know, I think the reason that we do that is we assume
2: that people who aren't in our situation don't have wisdom to share Mm. to us. And like, that is something that I've even, I, I've like noticed like happening, like you're saying different groups, but then I've had conversations with my single friends about my relationship and they've given me wisdom that I never would have had, had I not talked to them about my relationship. And so if we're like putting ourselves in these boxes it creates a lack of perspective outside of how we, like, our situation. And we just have this assumption that, like, oh, you're single. You have no wisdom to offer me about my marriage mm-hmm. because you're not married. So you don't know yeah. what it's like. Yeah. So.
1: And I would say that that's not truth.
0: Mm. Not right. a bit. Yeah. And I think it's, like, a safety thing, too. I mean, like, our brain kind of interprets it as a safety thing, as, like, you know, uh, again, I, I'm constantly saying, like, your brain's always looking for danger. And so it likes things very black and white. It likes things very, like, like oh, we're all, these are all married. Oh, these are all, like, we want similar things. It's like we're driven towards, you know, people that are like us, right? But being able to step outside of that and being able to believe about other people what is not just the natural way for us to believe, you know, is you know, looking at everyone like they're 100% lovable just the way they are. They're 100% worthy, valuable. I have so much to learn from them. They have so much to offer me like they're God's creation. Like their circumstances are just a part of their world that it's not who they are. You know what I mean? And so like really I think a lot of times relationships can become an identity piece, right? Because, you know, and like a lot of our guests, if you, you know, you're in a relationship and then you lose that relationship, it's like a piece of your identity has, is gone. And so when you identify as a single woman, there's, there's like, there's some feeling behind that, right? And then when you identify yourself as in a relationship, there's, there's like this this uh, group that you've joined in now, you know, and your brain starts to look for those that are similar. And so, you know, it's, it's just knowing that that's our tendencies and knowing that we don't have to uh, accept those, you know, and really push outside of that and, and really be who you want to be regardless of if you're single, if you're dating, if you just ended a relationship, you know, if you end a relationship and you step back into that identity of singleness which it's not it's just one of your circumstances but if you step into that circumstance you're all of a sudden you kind of want to remove yourself from all of the relationships right it's kind of a protection mode and so really allowing yourself to um stay open to all the people all the experiences um is it's just it's not natural and, and it's good to know that that's not natural for us yeah Okay, so so when we think about what are some tips that we can offer friends who are still single and want to be married or dating, and they are surrounded by only dating people and marrying people, <laughs> married married people, um, what do you think are some tips that we can offer them?
1: Well, I have a personal story that I feel like could be encouraging. Um, so... My original co-host with Vicariously, um, Jenna, she and I met when I was pregnant and had been married for just a year, and she was single and just had left a relationship, so she was like, and it was like the first time she'd really allowed herself to be single and stay single um, for a while, and... She was a godsend to me.
0: Mm
1: -hmm. Um, Having she and I developed a friendship before I had my baby. And then after I had Gray, um, she would come over and hang out with me when I was, you know, at home with a baby at night and dreading the night full of crying and having to get up and do feedings and all of that. And like her coming over and just hanging out with me and watching the bachelor, or the bachelorette with me just was like a sense of normalcy. And like she and I would go and get cookies and, you know, um, snacks and stuff. And she was just such a godsend to me at just the same as I know she would say I was to her at that yeah. time. Yeah. And Um, you know, I know that our family became kind of like a second family to her in a lot of ways. My husband um, became like a second, like a brother she never had. And um, she was just such an encouragement to us. And if we had just said to ourselves, oh, she's going to feel pain being around us, and she longs to have her own family, like we would have missed out on that. Like, yeah, I I know that she saw us and wanted things that we want that we had
0: Definitely. but
1: that that relationship and what we gave each other was way bigger and way better than yeah. trying to protect ourselves from the possible negative emotions that could come from what we thought the other person might feel, Mm -hmm. you know? And so my tip and encouragement to um, whichever side you're on is to not let those thoughts get in the way of the people you love and the people you connect with. It doesn't matter what relationship status they have. Like God has a story for everyone And that's their story, like trusting God and what he's doing in someone. You're not God. You don't have to be God for them. Right,
0: Be in their life. He put them in your life. Don't waste that. I think like if you're single and you want to be married, but you have friends that are not, like that are in different season, I think like really asking yourself like what – are you wanting with those relationships, you know, and being really clear on what you're wanting and not being afraid to share like, Hey, I'm, you know, Yvonne probably was really open with Jenna of like, Hey, I'm wanting somebody to hang out with all the time. Like I'm with a baby, you know, all the time. Like, like I think we have a hard time sharing what we're wanting. And then we also have a hard time receiving if that want is not reciprocated. So like if, if I, if I'm single and I really want to spend time with families And I have like four friends that all have families, like being open with them about, hey, I would love to come over for dinner. I would love to hang out. I would love to be involved in your guys' lives. Please, like, no. But then if they're not interested in that, like not taking that personal and not making that mean that there's something wrong with you, just realize like there, if that's a desire in your heart, like continue to look for that until you find it. And it doesn't have to be all the people that you've ever had before, maybe the Lord's calling you to new relationships and this is the way he's going to get you there. And if you're single and you want other single friends, then create that, like find other single friends that you can have that experience with. And don't be afraid that they're going to get married or start dating before you like be open to all of it being for you. So
2: I think that, so In 2020, two of my good friends got engaged and 2021, both of them got married. And then I have another friend who's planning on getting engaged in a few months. Mm -hmm. And I remember when my two friends got engaged, I was like, mom, everybody is engaged. And she was like, Claire, it is two people. You know, and I think um, like one thing I would say is just like you were saying, seek out single friends, but also just a reminder that It may feel like every single person in your life is doing something that you, and it wasn't until then that I wanted, I was like, oh man, I want to get married. Like before then I was like, marriage, marriage, like I'll get married when I'm 30, like no reason for anything. And then two people in my life have it. And I'm like, oh, I want it. So I think um, like you were saying, check your desires. Like, why do you want that? Like, why do I want that? And then also. Just a reminder, like, the world is not, in, like, in a relationship. Every single person is not yeah. with oh, another yeah. person. No. Even if it feels like that, which it did.
1: Yeah. That's such a great point. Like, I was yeah. out – I got to go out to dinner with a new friend um, recently, and she um, has been working on her PhD. She's in her 30s, and she's single. And mm-hmm. before she moved back here to work on her doctorate, she was um, at Oxford, in um, England. And so she, while she was there working on her master's, she told me the other night, she said, America is like so behind the rest of the world when it comes to the way that we view singleness. Mm
0: -hmm. So singles,
1: listen to me, like
0: the pressure, you move move to England, but
1: it really is true. She was saying like, it was so normal. There, like she Mm -hmm. said, people getting married in their early 20s is, that is weird. Like, Mm -hmm. that is rare. And she said she had so many single friends there, like, in her late 20s and early 30s. And Mm -hmm. that was normalcy. And so, like, her coming home to here, it feels Mm -hmm. like that question of, like, are you dating anyone? Like, it's just, that almost feels strange to her, you know? So, just Mm -hmm. encouragement there, like Claire saying everybody is not getting engaged no
0: no no but it's easy to feel like you are yes the only one dealing with that okay Mm -hmm. let's flip that question if you are in a relationship what are some tips that we can give you as you have single friends and you have friends that are single and you want to share your relationship with them but you also just want to kind of have insight about where your single friends are at so what are some tips we can give to them I think
2: like we were saying, not taking responsibility for their feelings, because I think that that's where it comes from is when we're trying to protect them or we're saying, I'm the cause of your feelings. Mm -hmm. I think that's when we stop talking about our relationships because we feel like it's going to affect them negatively.
0: Yeah.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I think to go along with that, I would say also like. All of that is wrapped up in the false belief that your value is and your identity is yeah. based on your relationship status.
0: right. And
1: that's it it's just such a falsehood. And it, yeah. I just want to encourage listeners whether you're in a relationship or not, like, to really dig into that false belief. like where yeah. is that coming from for you mm-hmm. and asking God, to change that because mm-hmm. it's affecting the way you speak to people mm-hmm. it's affecting how you carry out your relationships with your friends and yeah. with it is affecting the way that you see yourself yeah and totally. it's it's a lie like yeah your value is not wrapped up in your relationship
0: status yeah. no matter yeah. what the status is right so good Avon. Okay, I think my advice would be, you know, I think women that are starting a relationship, they have a lot of guilt about being in that relationship if they have single friends around them. And I would say I'd really check them that and I would really question if that guilt is necessary um, and really like allow like that can kind of hold you back from engaging with single friends because you kind of maybe have some guilt there and then also just checking the judgments that you've had about. You know, friends getting into relationships and see where you're judging yourself, maybe, Um, and then really asking yourself, what do I want in these relationships with my friends? Because, like we said, like you you want connection with people, and you want that connection to be there regardless if you're in a relationship or not, like in a um, dating relationship or not, and so. I'm just really helping you see what you can kind of continue to bring to friendships and don't be afraid to have a conversation with a single friend. If you're in a relationship of like, Hey, listen, I want to share this with you. Help me understand where you're at with this. So that, I mean, like just clear the air, like be, be the one that's like, Hey, I love you and I love our relationship and we're going to make it through. And I don't know if this guy and are going to make it through. And so I want, you know, I want our relationship to um, like, I really want to put time and effort in it, but it may look different because I'm going to be spending more time with this guy. And I really want us to be on the same page and just allowing yourself that space Mm -hmm. and growth in those kind of friendships. So I think this has been a wonderful discussion about, you know, if you're in a relationship and you have single friends, or if you're single and you have friends that are in relationships, we hope that this episode really helps you understand uh, maybe where you're struggling and maybe where you're blaming, um, you know, other people for some of your issues or, or feelings and how you can really start to own those and really take step forward to, uh, to stop living unintentionally in these relationships and to really start, um, deciding and choosing things, uh, more from what you're wanting instead of just the default. So we encourage you to, uh, have a great week and to really apply some of these tools, share with us, um, about what you really enjoyed in this, um, conversation today and, um, any things that you took away from it. And we look forward to talking to you guys again in two weeks. Thanks for listening friends. We hope you enjoyed this
1: conversation and that you will let us know your thoughts about this episode. If you haven't followed us yet, you can find us at Adventuring Solo Podcast on Facebook and Instagram. Then message us with any thoughts or questions about the topic discussed today. We would also greatly appreciate your help in sharing our podcast with your friends and family, as well as leaving us a review and rating as you subscribe on your favorite podcast listening app, Reviews and ratings really help us out in spreading our work to more people. More than anything, Angie and I hope that you are finding some great solo adventure to do this week. Have a good one.